Welcome to Tabletop. My name is Nick, and I think that fudging dice rolls is totally okay. Hey, it's me, Franco, and rolling for initiative sucks. I'm Daniel, and I think you should modify your first level characters as much as you want. And I'm Shade, and if your TTRPG hasn't evolved into a LARP, you've done it wrong. And we all host Tabletop, a TTRPG podcast about all things games and storytelling. And sometimes we have game designers, professional researchers, and even the occasional owlbear. If this interests you, listen to Tabletop every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts. Tabletop is a proud member of the Helios Network. In this episode of Negative Modifier, we'll be playing the game Delta Green. Delta Green, by design, tackles various mature themes that may be uncomfortable or triggering for listeners. Listener discretion is advised. All right, so we are playing some last things last, and you are J Cell, except for one of you that was clever and decided to be Jotun Cell, or it's still a J. Yes, I know. Hence the hence the clever. A, I've never actually seen that one in a J Cell before. It's surprising, but yes. Uh, so let's take a second, introduce your characters, then we will get to last things last. I guess you're on the spot, Agent Jotun. You go first. <laughs> okay. Uh, so my character is. Um... Agent Yoten, Johannes Bristlow. Uh, he is originally, well, he, he resides in Annandale, Virginia. He's originally from Virginia. Uh, his father um, was, uh, worked for NATO. His mother uh, was, and was from, was an American. His mother uh, is a Norwegian. Hence the, uh, the name Johannes and the, uh, the choice of Yoten for the, uh, the code name. Um, he is a member of the Drug Enforcement Administration, the DEA, uh, age 38. Uh, he is divorced, has two kids, uh, has a crush on one of his coworkers. Um, his background is in criminal justice and pharmacy sciences. Uh, he is more investigative than um, sort of uh, tactical for the DEA. Sure. Uh, so he wouldn't be doing, um, you know, while, while I definitely made sure that he has some firearms um he would not be necessarily the the first in the door he's not doing anything swat related yeah um so um other than that are there any other specific details that about covers it yeah you you all are in three meeting yourself each other for the first time so it's also yourselves for the first time technically so yeah no i you guys don't know each other and you also technically don't have to get along even like the way delta green works is it's kind of a party by convenience if that makes any sense but we'll kind of get more into that once we get up and running uh who wants to go next uh agent jumper um agent jumper aubrey black um is a media specialist um currently freelance investigative reporter uh has done work as a uh embedded military uh, journalist and uh, other such papers and magazines working pretty much anywhere she can get a job um, resides in, in Indianapolis, uh, Maryland uh, near the military bases. Uh, it's convenient. Uh, in her upper 20s um, university student um Social life, uh, not really that existence. Uh, kind of on and off again relationships. 
um, with a fling she had him back in university. Um, some criminal, you know, some uh, contacts with her uh, days in the uh, embedded in the military, but mostly her uh, her strongest connection is with her mother, um, who uh, unfortunately is suffering uh, from dementia um, and is currently in a uh, nursing home, which she takes, you know, great pains to visit and take care of. Um, most of her skills involve uh, investigative and journalism, you know, knowing how to uh, work her way through bureaucratic tape to find the story, uh, making contacts in maybe the more seedier parts of town. Um, she has some self-defense skills, but they're not that great. I mean, she knows the right way to point and shoot a gun. But it's no more training than you would probably get at a um, a shooting range um, that do classes. Um, and that's pretty much uh, Aubrey in a nutshell. Um, she has a nose for trouble, and that has gotten her involved with Delta Green. All right. Agent Jackal? Agent Jackal, David Paulson, age 32, resides in northeast Ohio on Lake Erie. Uh, David is a former Navy SEAL. And is currently with the U.S. NRC, the um, Nuclear Regulatory Commission. So he's a security guard for a nuclear plant in Ohio. Uh, while in Afghanistan, um, on an extraction mission, encountered something paranormal that uh, left David with a bit of PTSD and a bad knee. So today he has all the resilience, um, willpower, constitution of a Navy SEAL, but a little bit less dexterity and strength and kind of let himself go a little bit. <laughs> yeah. He's just a security guard at that point. Right. And uh, I think following the incident um, was sort of like seeking a job that called upon his discipline as a seal, but a little bit uh, lower profile or more mundane. Um, so he's from Ohio originally. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And uh, his closest relationship is with his brother, uh, Andrew, who's married to Jacqueline, and they have a daughter, Alexi. Um, so he really is happy to spend a lot of time uh, with his brother's family, helping out around the house, taking care of Alexi, uh, playing board games with the family. It's really like a primary relationship and so- source of support uh, following his time as a SEAL. Um, so, yeah, primary skills are firearms, melee, you know, wep- different forms of weaponry, um, some sort of uh, mil- um, the one I'm looking for military tactics and things like that, unarmed combat. Sure, um, yeah, makes sense for a SEAL. And he's and last, and, uh, through, through his position has quite a bit of some access to nice equipment and things. Sure. All right, that's it. And last but not, and last but definitely not least, Agent Jetlag, living up to your name. Agent Jetlag, nice and slow. Uh, so Agent Jetlag, Patrick Weck, he is a 48-year-old male working for the Environmental Protection Agency. Um, He would be described to some degree as a science nerd. He got interested in in the environmental protection aspect while a student working on certain environmental science problems and decided that he wanted to be a sort of bleeding heart type and protect the environment. And so he's been devoting the last 25 or so years of his life to this career. He lives in Florida. And while he has law enforcement 
powers as an EPA agent. He tends to not go around shooting guns or arresting people. He's much more uh, interested in the sleuthing aspect of gathering data and then letting the lawyers in the bureaucracy take care of punishing the corporations or criminals at large who are doing the polluting or whatever the action may be. Um, He is single. He has an adopted son, Aaron. He is part of a over 40 basketball team, currently YMCA champions. What position Uh, does he play? Center. Um, And in other terms of family, his other connections are his twin siblings, Kim and Jim. His parents are both dead. And his dog, Meatball, female, German Shepherd. And otherwise, he just likes to go out in the woods, investigate weird environmental crimes, gather some data, and bring it back and punish those appropriately. Sure. Makes sense. All right. Welcome to Delta Green. Welcome, J Cell. And Yacht Cell, I guess. How do you pronounce the start of Yoten, anyways, technically? I know how to pronounce the word. It's always like, what's the official J sound out of that? No, you got it. It's Yoten. Like Yoten. Yeah, not how to pronounce the word yet. Yeah, it's, it's that much I got. All right. Why the Y part? Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. All right. So, um, for those of you who don't know, Delta Green is a kind of covert secret thing. They're big into the spy tradecraft, and how they're going to contact you is no differently. So, you, you all are not active members. Maybe you've been sworn in a little bit, but you don't really get what Delta Green is about. This is going to be your first mission, kind of, and we'll do a couple of these to kind of give you a full sense of how both weird and bizarre and I think fun Delta green can get as a result of it. But yeah. So you all receive in the mail, what looks like spam. It advertises that you've won a trip to beautiful Milwaukee. (laughs) Yeah. It's, um, it looks like spam smells like spam. It's made on cheap kind of cruddy paper, but you've been warned to look out for a trip to look out for a kind of a flyer from this company. It's called um, Green Acres Vacations. Uh, you've you've, got, you've run an all expenses trip to Milwaukee. Plane tickets included. There's a phone number to call to claim them. And what each one of you do? So how have I been tipped off about this communication? Uh, someone at some point gave you a heads up that you should be on the lookout for this company. Um, I'm not going to say exactly how they went about doing that. That's kind of more character dependent. Maybe it was through your job. Maybe it's through kind of extracurricular activities. Maybe a stranger came up to you at a bus stop and was like, hey, um, just so you're aware, Green Acres Travel Agency. It's a hell of a company. You should watch out for their ads. And then kind of mysteriously left. Could be some spam email you got. Who knows? But well, you- first thing Agent Jackal is going to do is request off a week of work. Long weekend of work. Okay. And uh, he's going to give his brother a phone call and let him know that he won't be around this weekend. Got to take a, he's going to take a little, um, yeah, long weekend trip to Milwaukee. Ask him not to ask any questions. Yeah. And I guess what explanation do you give to why they shouldn't ask any questions? You just kind of say like, can I go do the job thing? Or what's the, I guess, what's the thought process on that given your profession? Yeah, I think I, I you know, even though I'm requesting off of work for a little R and R, I'm going to tell my brother it's work related. Okay. And uh, maybe there's a facility we're touring in Milwaukee or something like that as a little uh, extra training or something. I could think of a thousand places in Milwaukee that probably require a little extra scrutiny potentially. Damn that melted cheese runoff! 
All right, cool. Uh, Agent Yoten, what do you do upon kind of receiving your summons? Agent Yoten um, recognizes the flyer uh, from the communications that he previously received um, and immediately upon his return to work the next day uh, begins going through files to try to find what he can on Milwaukee and um, any sort of contingent suspects threats that they might have in the area. Uh, His aim is to make a case um, to be allowed to travel and investigate the area um, for a number of days. Uh, And so he is looking for um, any sort of reasonable suspects that he could use as, as a uh, plausible excuse uh, for his superiors who are likely not involved in the uh, secret Delta green organization. Oh yeah, I know that you might be the only person in your office kind of thing based on how this thing works. So uh, give me a bureaucracy check on that. All right. Bureaucracy. We've got, I clicked it. Oh, sorry. 81% out of 40. Yeah. So, um, you don't find anything kind of you could probably use to make this up into a official looking operation of any kind to get yourself some not paid time off. You gotta try and press your luck and like try and like spin a tail to your boss while you need to go to Milwaukee or you just gotta take some time off for it. Could I make another attempt for Chicago? What are you looking for, I guess exactly? Just kind of an excuse to Yes. An excuse to investigate without burning vacation time. <laughs> That's fair. Um <laughs> Yes, but I'm going to say give yourself a negative 20. You're a, so, it's a bit of a distance at that point that separates the two, so you'd have to explain your jurisdiction more. It's a 90-minute drive. Fair. If I get the, the excuse to fly into Chicago, I could just rent a car and drive to... That's fair, yeah. About, let's say 10% then. That's fair. 10%. Okay, so I'm clicking on bureaucracy here and then modifier. Yep. I'm doing custom... Just as custom percentage. Yep, um, put ten in. Is uh, I don't see where it's letting me. Uh, it, actually... admit it should take you to the ten. Oh, okay. So negative ten. Yep. Ooh. Uh, All right. So not did not only did you roll a thirty three out of your forty minus ten, which is a thirty. You rolled a critical fumble. So um, while you're doing this, your boss comes over and notices you're kind of rifling through a bunch of stuff that. Why the hell are you rifling through this? Uh, excuse me. Um, what are you doing exactly? Um, pertaining to a current investigation, I was um, taking a look at uh, potential um, persons of interest in this area. One of our current suspects um, recently took a flight out to this this area. Um, into Chicago, and so I just wanted to see if there was anyone that he might be likely um, meeting with that we're already on to. Maybe draw a connection there. I'm trying to connect some dots, sir. Don't you have enough things to do, like finding more work for yourself to do? <laughs> you know me. Uh, you yeah. Busy, I thought, if you're looking for more to do, I'm sure I can find something that doesn't require you to rifle through a bunch of random files. I just thought that this might be a... Um, a worthwhile angle to take, um, you know, might, might lead, might uncover something, uh, a little more, um, 
a little more large scale. You know, if I, if I were to, um, you know, chase this down, the, the, the suspect, uh, in particular is one that is likely connected to quite a lot of drug trafficking operations. And I'm thinking it's not localized. I'm thinking that he is connected to a sort of national network. We might even be able to tie him in to, uh, you know, trains of narcotics coming out of Latin America. I think, I, I don't think that this, this, man is as small potatoes as we may have initially assumed. Um, and I just wanted to uh, maybe poke around a little bit, see if um, it was something worth pursuing. Uh, certainly there are individuals uh, out there that would be worth checking up on, I think. I, I, all right. Let, let me make sure I'm following you on this one. Um you think there's a connection out of Chicago through some South American drug cartel. And you need to go check that out ASAP. We're not just going to send someone more local to go check that out. I could certainly enlist the uh, the help of the locals, but it's something that I would like to get my hands on myself if I could. Uh, I really, uh, I don't know any of the agents out there, and I'm having, I, I would have difficulty um you know, being able to verify the quality of their work uh, without actually um, taking the time to investigate myself, sir. Let's see if persuade on that one. Let's see if you can pull this one off. <laughs> Sixty-nine out of forty. Get back to work. Uh, yes, sir. Yes, so I will do that. What you gonna do? Because that was a failure. Um. So my net- for a couple of days, if you wanted to. That's not a bad idea. Um, I think that the, yeah, I guess that would be that. Uh, I'm, I'm, I have no problem stealing that idea if you. Sure. <laughs> that's okay. I'm fine. All right. I am fine with that. No, I, and I guess like I'll, I'll, I will throw you modifiers. Also, if you guys role play hard enough, I might just kind of if you can explain something hard enough to me, I will kind of occasionally be like, yeah, sure, fuck it. That's an, that's an explanation <laughs> for me. You put the thought in. All right, cool. So we've done. Who wants to go next? I can go next as jet lag. Right. Let's go. So I'm going to jet lag gets the notice. He's a little bit older and he's kind of been around the block. So he's not sure exactly what to believe, but either way, getting out of the floor to heat for a little bit, is not a bad idea. So he's going to try to spin it into consulting with the EPA up in Wisconsin Had a similar case up there to one they recently dealt with in Florida. Um, he wants to have access to EPA resources should he need them, but doesn't, have a clear objective for exactly going up there other than uh, trying to consult on a current case they're working. Okay. Um, so you're going to try and make it an official work thing again? Yep. Give me a bureaucracy check. I'm all about bureaucracy. 17 out of 60 for all bureaucracy. Right, so you, yeah, you, you find something flimsy enough to kind of justify some... Yeah, they'll send you. Like You spin some weird tale about runoffs and someone illegally dumping and painting the beer or something like that who really knows what you say but yeah you, you make enough of a case to say your your boss to get you stop talking just kind of goes, okay fine whatever go i yeah it don't take too long make it like go go come back kind of thing fine whatever like if you're so hey, sure uh, cool great yep all right last but not least Agent Jumper, um, Aubrey uh, doesn't really have a lot of uh, things tying her down other than her mother. So as soon as she gets this, first thing she wants to do 
is try to investigate the number. See if she can find out where this uh, agency, if it is an agency, if there really is a travel agency by the name of Green Acres. Um, and so she'd like to look up the number. All right. Of this business. So you're going to try and call the number or just research the number? I want to research the number first. Basically, I want to research the business. All right. And how are you going about doing that, I guess, is my question. I was just planning on using my uh, Google Confu. All right, cool. Just going to dump it into Google and do a search for it? Yeah. All right. Yeah, so give me a search roll. Uh, well, I got a 98 out of 40, so I'm assuming that's a... That's yeah, a yeah. You, you look around. Like, as best you can tell, it's not a real number. It's an unlisted number or something. Like, it... it doesn't not make sense. Like increasingly more and more corporations and stuff are choosing to not have their numbers searchable for this exact reason. Like it's spam mail after all. It totally makes sense for this to kind of be some shell within a shell company that's deliberately trying to kind of not be publicly visible. Who knows? This might be just like a sort of telephone banks out of some guy in New Mexico's apartment kind of thing where it's like, Yes, I will scam these people by making them call this number and pulling them on the line, this pay to like this pay to listen number kind of thing. Like Yeah. Or it's that kind of robot calling you get all the time kind of number, too. Constantly changing. Uh, so they're not going the whole, like, having a fake uh, agency somewhere. They're just doing, like, yeah, we'll make it look like it's shady anyway. Okay. Who's um, really going to call the phone number on junk mail? So, um, of course, uh, I will call the number and, uh, you know, confirm that I will be arriving after. And then shortly after that, I will uh, make arrangement. You know, basically just leave uh, a message on my business phone saying that I am out of town. Uh, in, you know, on on site research uh, investigation. Sure. Um, and to leave a message, and then with the uh, with the nursing home, I will basically give them the number to my burner phone uh, in case of emergency. If they- this is more a flavor question than a kind of impactful question. Do you change out this burner frequently or? Um, yeah, uh, basically about once every six months. Okay. Not like every day, but it's like. No, sure. Yeah. It, for kind of professional safety reasons, it makes sense to, given the nature of your job, just kind of not have a static number constantly. I have one static number, which is my actual smartphone. That's my business phone, but then I have a, a burner. Yeah, this is the one you give out to contacts or like that you're mm-hmm. feel more comfortable having contacted by like non-professional stuff. That makes sense. Yeah. All right, cool. All right, so you all get your plane tickets. Um you go to the airport. Anyone saying any other goodbyes to their family? Like you've all given pretty good excuses of why you're going places. Anyone bring anything special equipment wise with them? I would bring my standard EPA investigation type stuff. Sure. Uh, business trip. Just throw it all in there. Yeah, it's weird to look at in security check, but no kind of red flags on that. It's like, okay, yeah, whatever. It's an investigatory kit. Like, maybe the guy's in forensics or something. Maybe the guy's just a hobbyist looking to go look at frogs. Who knows? <laughs> Anyone else? I'm talking firearms, Kevlar vests, anything a little bit more exotic that might kind of require a special check at the airport of some kind. Yep, I would have my um, DEA vest, uh, Kevlar vest. Um... I don't know if I put that on my sheet. I gotta get that's that on fine. There. Yeah. Um, uh, but then I would also, I'm gonna try to fly with, um, 
both of my pistols and a shotgun. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> this does take place in the U.S., which the process with which kind of flying this stuff is not inherently suspicious. People do it all the time, for better or worse. Um, are you checking in as yourself, or are you checking in as a agent of the DEA? Like, how, how much badge flashing are you doing during this whole process? Uh, well, I figure if I fly with my firearms in my carry-on, because they're not going to let me bring them on the plane. Uh, you mean in your checked luggage, because there's no way in hell to let me bring sorry, them on the carry-on. I, I misspoke. I'm sorry, yes. yes. Uh, in my in my checked luggage, um, I mean that's not that unusual. Yeah. Uh, especially be flying to a midwestern state with a, a shotgun. You know, there's definitely people taking hunting trips and stuff. The yeah. fact that the tactical shotgun, you know, uh, but this is America, goddamn it! If you want to tactically yeah. hunt those deer, you can tactically hunt those deer. Yeah. So I would I would check. Yeah, I I, I would put all of that in my checked bag. Um, sure. I don't think that that would raise any suspicions. Nah. I think I would just fly as a i mean if i'm calling in sick i might as well fly as a uh, normal citizen that is actually why i was asking yes because in theory if you flash the badge to kind of maybe get some special special treatment that might leave a paper trail but yeah no so that tracks all right cool uh anyone else bring anything exotic with them or no um i'd like to jumper he's gonna bring uh kevlar vest or pistol yeah that's normal enough but again uh this will be in checked luggage yeah. Other than that, I'm uh, definitely bringing my uh, voice recorder and uh, bug detector. I don't know if they're going to get flagged or not. Sure. Agent Jackal would like to bring his reinforced Kevlar vest and the carbine, maybe posing as a hobbyist pistol tech baggage. Okay. Um, did we decide what your carbine was ultimately? Is that thing normal enough it could be passed off as like a hunting rifle or something, or is it Militech, for lack of a better phrase. Um, Militech. I would say like an AR rifle. Okay, yeah. No, so that, that's still kind of within the realm of things you can own in most states, and yeah. you are flying to Milwaukee. So, yeah. Okay, yeah. You're coming from Ohio. You can just drive it, too. Yeah. Well, I, I looked at it. It's seven hours. I mean, I don't know if that's, if that's uh, out of the question. Seven-hour drive. Like, was I summoned? Uh, you can drive it. That's up to you. I mean, it would take us, like, if I'm coming from Virginia, that that trip's going to take me at least seven hours. I mean, not in the air, but from when I leave my house to when I land in Milwaukee. So, you know, you travel time. My... Yeah, so, I, you know, I'm going to pack that up and say I'd like to bring my vehicle. Kind of throw some of my gear in the trunk. And, cool. And yeah, like, that tracks. Like, like Tuesday or something. I'm just gonna... Yeah, I'd say this is like Saturday or Sunday or something. Yeah, we'll say it's Sunday. So that's okay, I'm just going to work off. Yeah, I'm just going to get up and... You know, make a cup of coffee at 5 a.m. and yeah, head to the road. All right, yeah. So, so you got my carbine. I, I you know threw in my like chest kit with some magazines in there and box of ammo and very good. Coming, coming prepared. All right, yeah. So we'll say kind of we'll pick up Monday morning. You all have arrived with your gear and stuff like that. You arrive at the Milwaukee airport. That's name I did not bother looking up before this. Maybe I should have. Um, and as you're kind of stepping out of the terminal, you see a tour van, like a white kind of touristy van marked Evergreen Estates Tourism. It's General Mitchell, by the way. <laughs> it's the, at the airport. Fair enough. Thank you. Yeah. you know, this is our neck of the woods. So. <laughs> yes, that's why I picked it. Excellent. 
Uh, so I get my truck back and go to the the van or the bus or whatever. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Go in and climb in the bus. All right. So you all pile into the bus. Any kind of extra precautions about that? Like inherently, this is a little bit weird, but also it tracks. I'm gonna Uh, I'm gonna look everyone over before I get in. Fair enough. Yeah. So to you, there are three other people that are kind of not cohesively looking and a driver that's looking dead straight ahead. Like doesn't even acknowledge you're there as you open the door or anything like that. Just kind of uh, a brick wall looking person. Well, this appears to be the place to be. Yeah. So what y'all here for? And say, I know why I'm here. I got this note in the mail that said, I want a trip. I'm not sure if it's a trip or not, but I'm here. (laughs) Yeah, well, if you ask my boss, I am uh, <clears throat> currently quite under the weather. Yeah, playing a little hooky, huh? Same as these for me. I'm here, part of the EPA, here on work business trip. At least that's what I told the boss, man. I decided to spend a little vacation time, but I can't imagine how much there is to do in Milwaukee here. If you ask my ex, I'm uh, here on business. So, with the... Uh, the DEA myself. All right. So the brick looking guy kind of checks a list in front of him, looks back at you, kind of does a quick head count, nods, kind of signals to close the door, and you start driving off. He does not make any sounds while you're doing this. And you drive to what appears to be a post office. On the way there, I um, I try to get his name, uh, where we're going. I'm assuming he probably ignores Sorry, I said that again? I tried to get his name. Oh, yeah, he's just completely non-responsive. Like, just, like, grunts, kind of, mm, eh. Then it becomes a game. I just constantly harass him with questions expected. Makes sense. What time of year is it right now? We will say it's um kind of late fall. There might be a little bit of snow on the ground at this point. Like, not not winter, winter yet, though. It's kind of that weird overlap time period. Nice. Wisconsin's very pretty that time of year. Yeah. All right, so kind of you take some time to get there, hit some traffic, and you arrive at this post office headquarters at about 2 p.m. The guy kind of gets out, ushers you through a series of rooms into a, into what appears to be a conference room where a middle-aged kind of woman standing there, you know, got a silly ill-fitting uh, suit jacket. She kind of looks at you like she's expecting you, nods at the man, he leaves. She kind of gestures to take a seat. Yeah, like plops down. Sorry, what was that, uh, Agent Jumper? I'll sit directly across from her, so I can look her directly in the eye. All right, yeah, so you all sit down, or I guess, uh, what are the rest of you doing? You sitting down, you kind of hanging out by the door, what's the plan? I'll take a seat. I'll also plop down. I'll walk to the other side of the room and take a seat. All right. Agent? Do an alertness check to see if there's, like, anything out of the ordinary? No, uh, give me a check if you want, yeah, definitely. 36 out of 50 success for alertness. Aside from the fact that you've now found yourself in a conference room in a postal office with four other strangers you've never met before in your entire life, you were driven here by a brick man that said maybe all of zero words the entire drive there, and that you got this flight ticket via a kind of garbage ad in the mail. Nothing strange about this at all. One might call it almost mundane, given all those circumstances. It's just a normal <laughs> post office conference room. Okay, thank you. Yeah, Agents, uh, you can address me as Miss Pine. Um, I will be your handler on this operation. Now, I 
I understand this is your first time doing field work of this nature, so we've selected a what uh, we believe is a kind of a, a nice, easy task for you to embark upon right out of the gate. We have a, uh, a cleanup job for you, if you will. There's a bit of a time restraint on it, though. We have 48 hours to kind of have this whole situation cleaned up and contained before the family arrives. Before the, the family. Oh, family. Oh, my mistake. Sorry, I believe I should begin at the beginning. And she kind of slides a dossier across the table, which I will now be sharing with all of you. Clyde Bauman died two days ago, or died three days ago of a massive heart attack. Um, no foul play assumed, just a tragic end to a otherwise decorated life. He was a uh, former member of uh, former member of the organization. Uh, he's been a friendly for several years. Um, all the details are there. He's not been active in a long time. We just need you to go in and make sure that uh, when the family arrives to clean up his effects, that. They don't find anything they're not supposed to. Dossiers, secrets, things like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. We, again, we don't expect you to have, find much. Uh, he's been inactive, or he's been just friendly for a little while now. So maybe a little bit of personal research, maybe some photos he probably shouldn't have held on to this long. Uh, just a simple cleanup job. Just a burn through, see if there's anything worth kind of cataloging for our purposes. If need be, you can get in contact. We'll give you a location of a green box. But most of us looking you to kind of go through and... Make sure nothing's there that shouldn't be there. What's the key for? Uh, that's his apartment key. Uh, again, died of natural circumstances. We got the key for cleanup purposes. We'll allow you to invent whatever alias you require to justify your presence there. I, again, nothing abnormal about this as far as we can tell. Just an unfortunate, very fatal heart attack. Where is Mr. Bauman now? Dead the, at a funeral Lord, home. A funeral home? Might I ask... Why would this take four of us? We like to operate in teams, and you were just the available agents at the time. Um, we weren't sure if all of you were going to make it necessarily. In theory, you could do this with just two people, but you're all here. Get to know each other. Fair enough. Does uh, Clyde live alone, or his son and daughter, they're old and moved out? Well, as you can see in his dossier, he had a wife, but she appears to have passed quite a few years back at this point. Um, yeah, I, I believe he has a son, at least. That kind of flips through her notes. Yeah, just a son. And a daughter, Sharon. Son, Michael. But both are uh, grown and out of the apartment? That is our understanding, yes. We're not sure what the nature of the relationship between them is, but they are grown with, I believe one of them has a child of their own. Uh, not important necessarily to this part of the operations. We didn't do much research into I mean. I'd say they're grown. They're older than we are. Date of birth, 67, 74. Year of birth, I should say. I'm younger than that. I don't know about the rest of you. Um, what was this man's connection to the organization? Uh, he was an active field agent for a chunk of time back in the late 60s, early 70s. Um it was a different era for the organization, I suppose. Uh, not quite the same as what we exist in now. Um, before some darker years. And that's actually part of why we're doing the sweeping through. Uh, older agents, given kind of some things that happened, um, tend to have a bit of a pack rat mentality when it comes to certain things they encounter in the field. Would you say he lived longer than the average agent? Not necessarily. He was only active for about a span of three years, and then he was kind of more of a 
helpful observer, if you will. Some agents go on to live full, happy lives and die of natural causes. Adrian Bauman's a perfect example of that. Not all of us are so lucky, obviously. The work is important and strange things do happen, but kind of like glances around at all of you. But you also all come from professions where death is random and inevitable occasionally. If we find anything dangerous, explosives, materials that we can identify, what are we supposed to do with those? Depending on the situation, handle it yourself or kind of like slide some burner phones across the table to each one of you. I can be in, I can be contacted for needed support if need be, but uh, we're expecting you to kind of handle this to your best of your abilities. It's not much of a job. It's just clean up. Honestly, part of why we picked you is you're all relatively junior agents, so we felt it was probably a not worth wasting some of our more seasoned veterans on this type of operation. Sure. I praise you. Said, you say he wasn't active very long. I see that. Uh, 67 to 70 here. You said some darker years, although you could describe those as flashier years, too. If uh, the, the, rumor the, holds the, true, history is unimportant to a certain extent. It doesn't impact what you have to do now. Um, perhaps you'll learn something while you're there, but it shouldn't matter much. Again, the man died of, as best we can tell, truly natural causes, which not unusual, but not. Uh, most of us concerned about him having something he shouldn't have, just a picture or maybe a book of some kind he kept back for whatever reason when he left. That. We don't want getting out there. We don't want exposed to the rest of his family. Also, if put yourself in our put yourself in his shoes. If you were a former kind of special agent, if you will, would you necessarily want your family finding all the dirty things you did at one point in your life? <laughs> no. So it, we're gonna go clean out his um, porn stash. In in a sense. That is one way to put it, I suppose, if you wanted to be low about it. Yeah, yes, you were performing a clear history on the man, if that parlance helps your understanding of your operation. I want to do a human test on her to see if she's like being dishonest or if she looks like she's generally not leaving anything out. No, sure. And I, I guess like an important thing to know is human int isn't a human lie detector. It's kind of more of a body language. But yeah, no, so she's maybe so a top <laughs> Nothing being held back as best you can tell. Sorry, no. Yeah, as far as you can tell, maybe she's had annoyed with you, but beyond that, no, nothing. Okay. Can we get some documentation? Um, you know, maybe, uh, I don't know, safety inspectors, I, um, IRS, something that, you know, gives us justification for being in the apartment. Just kind of rolls her eyes. Like, agents, the man is dead. You have a house key. As long as you don't burn the place to the ground, people are probably going to ask a lot of questions about why you're there. Like the, the cops are done; they determined uh, the determined reason of death. It wasn't a question mark kind of thing. Like this should be a kind of cut and dry: enter, clean up, and leave. Instructions seem pretty clear to me, I'm and we're re- sure that these his kids aren't going to turn up or something. We've tracked the itinerary; they will not be arriving for. 48 hours. You have that time starting, kind of looks at her watch about 30 minutes ago to get this job done. Any other known relatives in the area? None that we're aware of. Um, it appears Mr. Bauman had a bit of a falling out with the most of his family following his wife's passing. Became a very secluded and insular man. 
All right. Well, it seems like clock's ticking, so. <sighs> Who's going to drive? Speaking of that, given the kind of kind of gestures to nowhere in particular, the um, potential snow possibly provide a uh, vehicle for you. It's a black SUV. It's parked outside in the parking lot. Uh, you can leave your rental cars here. We'll meet back here in 48 hours for debriefing if necessary, and you can pick them up then. I didn't come here in a rental car. You brought me here in a van. Right, I forgot. I forgot. I'll drive. Wow. Sounds good. You know what? Uh, you said that there's going to be snow. Uh, where are you from, sir? EPA guy? Lady State, Florida. Yeah, okay. Um, little lady, you're from? Maryland? All right. And uh, you there, crew cut. Ohio. Yeah, he drives. I've been behind the wheel of quite a few vehicles. I can handle this. Fine, I'm calling You go right ahead. Let me just, I need to grab some stuff. Then. Like you need to make a stop or you're just going to transfer some stuff from one car to the other? Uh, I'm definitely pulling out some stuff from my um, carry-on, uh, you know, my gun. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, you, you've got time to do that, hypothetically. Like that's, yeah, that's uh, my nice. laptop and uh, the bug sweeper. Um, I definitely want to take that. A van and put it in the SUV. Same. Yeah, uh, as soon as yeah. you have a little transfer of stuff over, like that would make sense. You can bring all the stuff you're not to use it. All right, let's drive. Yeah. So do you go straight to Bauman's apartment, or well, what do you do, I guess? Is there a Starbucks between there and his apartment? <laughs> Probably several. I, I I don't know quite what the density of Starbucks is to Milwaukee is, but I suspect there's at least one on the way from point A to point B. As soon as I see one, I'm tapping the driver on the shoulder and pointing. We need to go in there. <laughs> do you oblige? We're going to have our first opposing roll of the night. Uh, any objections in the car? Didn't we say the clock was ticking? Just, just pull in coffee. Can't do this off without coffee. I can use one myself. Go through the drive-through here. Yeah, do we want to walk through this or just get some coffees? Go in there. Pumpkin spice. Yeah, All right, we go through the drive-through. I order black coffee. What do you want, uh, Agent Jumper? Uh, yeah, black coffee, great. Yeah. Anybody else? What time of day is it? Um, 3 p.m. I'm sorry, I missed that. Three p.m. Three p.m. Uh, I will take a nice tea, as long as you're buying. Um, that lag you? Uh, let me try one of those pumpkin spice lattes I hear so popular up here in the north. Okay. Places the order, pulls through, grabs the drink. How are you paying for this out of curiosity? You paying cash? You paying with credit cards? I got some cash. I'll pay. You gonna pay for everyone? Yep. I just drove seven hours. I'll just happy to fork it over. Fair enough. And we're off. Yep. One of you with a hot pumpkin-flavored equivalent of a milkshake. All right. So you go to the apartment next, or any more stops? I, I say we go straight there. there. I need to do it. I don't need to make any more stops. All right. All right, so you arrive at Mr. Bauman's apartment. It's in a... It's, at best, an apartment, technically. The building is just aggressively nondescript. It's beige both in color and adjective to describe the building. It's not in a bad part of town, but it's not in a great part of town. Like there's people milling about some as much would be in this time of the year. It's again, aggressively unremarkable is what you think of this building. It's a prime example of the blocky generic drab architecture of the 1960s. You could not describe so you could not describe something you could not make something so intentionally nondescript if you tried. This is truly the kind of 
failure of imagination that happens when people just are terrible at their jobs when it comes to designing things. All right, where do we start in here? All right, so, um, you look at the building, you got checked for like security or anything like that. It's not go right in and go up to the apartment. Um, yeah, I want to make a just a visual sweep and see if there's any cameras or anything. Okay, yeah, give me a search for that. I got 31 out of 40. Yeah, you don't see anything. Like, it's... No, no one's concerned about anything bad happening at this building. Like, it's... And if they are, it's kind of like, oh, someone... Whatever. Like, yeah, I, you don't find anything of even noteworthy. Like, you, you do realize that the apartment you're going to is on the second floor of the building, though. So you're to take the elevator, you're going to take the stairs. Um, Before we go in there, how much undercover work have any of you done? I've been undercover. So, uh, what are we telling the neighbors when we, uh, walk in there with, uh, a shotgun and Kevlar? So that is the question. You got, are you bringing your full kit with you or are you leaving a bunch of it in the car still? I, I stick my pistol in the back of my pants and pull my <laughs> coat over it and, uh, do not wear my Kevlar. Agent Jackal's gonna do something similar, just kind of yeah, shove his medium pistol in his pants and, and uh, not not wear his Kevlar or anything. Same, I'm just going right. to um, I have two pistols, uh, but I would wear them in such a way that they wouldn't be visible. And I will leave my DEA Kevlar and my shotgun in the car. Still, uh, somebody asks, why are we here? I'm doing an audit for the estate. I like the way you think. Landlord's property management sent us to do an audit. Yeah. Works for me. Let's get on with it. It's uh, Agent Yoten and Agent Jetlag trying to talk too much. Your accents really come on strong. I'm sorry. What was that? What are you hollering about, boy? This is America, a melting pot. There's southern people all over the country. Not good for trust if uh, the auditors are from out of state. Just going to leave it at that. Take your advice on that. Okay. Agent Jackal moves towards the entrance. Follow. Grab my laptop and my uh, bug scanner and follow as well. I'm going up too, obviously. Go up the stairs. No one takes the elevator, huh? How many flights is it? How many stories is it? Just one flight. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going to just go up the stairs. It's fine. Fair enough. All right, so you arrive. You pretty rapidly locate his apartment. Um... You got the keys, you get inside, and the inside is just depressing. Like, it is exactly what you kind of picture a man who's lived for several years without his wife and is probably not on the best terms with his family based on what you're looking at. Um, The place has a bit of a smell to it. It's spartan. It's grim. Um, There's kind of that, like, yellowish patina of cigarette smoke just baked into any kind of what was probably at one point whitish walls but now they're kind of that kind of gross sticky yellow of sorts um if you hadn't been told someone lived here and didn't have a key and were kind of here for a specific purpose you might never have actually guessed someone actually even lived here those like those are like a lazy boy and a tv on like milk crates or something barely any furniture it's yeah is this like a studio apartment or a one bedroom? No, no, or? it's it's two bedrooms and there's a bathroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, the kind of there's a hall, you, you kind of enter into kind of a we'll call it like a living room kitchen space and there's a hallway that shoots off where a bathroom comes off of it and then kind of off of that there are two bedrooms as best you can tell but from the angle you're at you can't kind of see more than that. Not Is much there any, uh, to investigate. Yeah, 
Uh, do we see any like cabinets or uh, boxes in this living room? Not in the living room, but there is kind of the normal stuff, I guess. There are like kitchen cabinets for what you assume to be plates and cups and stuff like that. Like someone does technically live here. There's not a lot of furniture, and the furniture that is here is old and beat to hell. All right. Um, probably time for Please. some sort of search check. Yeah. You yeah. want to clear up maybe? I think one thing I would like to do is lock the door behind. Okay. Good idea. And I'll go ahead and pull out my bug scanner and just kind of do a general scan. Uh, what is that there, Jumper? Uh, I'm just looking for any kind of bugs. Listening devices. Ah. Not the six-legged variety. Sure, there are uh, plenty of those. I'm part. pretty sure there are a lot of those around here. Give me an alertness check. Yeah. All of us? Whoever wants to. Failed. 71 out of 50. I also failed with a 69 out of 40. Agent Jackal sees several kind of cockroaches quickly scurry from under the stove to under the fridge. Uh, I'll go to the bedroom. All right, so you're going to the bedroom? Start poking around in there, yeah. Yeah, all right, so you're going there. It's going to be a search for the bedroom. And there's another room, too? Yeah, there's two rooms, a bathroom, and this kind of kitchen, living room, entry area, I guess, the way I'm thinking of it. I'll search the other room. 52 out of 50 for search in the bedroom. All right, so... Uh, the bedroom's not much less depressing. Again, like this guy's last couple years, it's like maybe last decade or so. Not great, as best you can tell. You do find a couple kind of personal effects. Um, yeah, you find some a couple boxes, kind of some stuff. Um, the only human touch you come across, though, is a crudely drawn human kind of stick figure entitled Grandpa. It's signed by Cassie. For the other room, I got a twenty-three out of seventy. All right, so you open up that you open up the door to that, and it appears that Bauman was using this room as kind of a personal office. Um, uh, no computer, but a lot of boxes full of paperwork of some kind. And looking at this, you realize this is going to take some time to process through all of this paperwork. Um, probably if you all work together, you'll get through it a little bit faster. But like. It's not organized. There's no kind of rhyme or reason that the boxes aren't labeled. This is definitely kind of the boxes of a elderly man keeping something. It might be nothing. It might be something. But based on kind of a quick glancing at it, it's probably worth actually digging through it in a more kind of concrete way. Yeah. Um, a lot of uh, documents in here. I can come help read through stuff. Please, I'm not uh, going through all these myself. I begin to peruse leaving space for other people to grab at stuff if they want. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take a box and just kind of go off to the side and start rooting through it. Yeah. All right, so you've got a bathroom to investigate still in kind of the main area if you feel so inclined. I was searching the, uh, the my bug detector and just looking around, but I got a 63 out of 40, so I don't not really seen a lot. What were you checking around again? Uh, that This is the living room kitchenette area? Yeah, I... You don't find much of kind of like, you don't find much. You find a box of kind of like rapidly staling donuts that should not be capable of going stale because they're a hundred percent artificial. Again, like really reinforcing this guy's life was oh, a little bit regrettable at the end of, at, in a very major way. You do find though is a keychain with a variety of labeled keys on them, one which is just oh. labeled cabin. Okay, I'm definitely going to grab that. I, and I'll as I get the call for there's a whole bunch of boxes, 
I will head towards that uh, room, uh, holding yep. up the keychain and being like, uh, found some keys that might be worth investigating. Uh, do we know if this, I mean, this guy may have some property off-site as I hold up the key named Cabin. Maybe we should start looking for some uh, addresses or maybe property agreements of some type and figure out where this cabin might be. You think they would have mentioned that? You'd think they'd know that kind of thing. Well, I mean, if he's paranoid and kept it hidden, aliases, I mean, I feel like this is the kind of stuff we're here to find. And he's been inactive among the agency for quite some time, so he could very well have gotten away with a little cabin purchase on the side. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Seems like... They keep better track of less important details that an additional property would have been worth mentioning. But, hey, maybe they got another team of, you know, us, you know, uh, freshmen wet behind the ears up there or wherever the cabin happens to be. I assume it's up. Um, Good looking, though. Keep that in mind. So on the topic of unknowns, I'll just throw out that I found this little drawing here of a stick figure with Grandpa on it. I bet he has a granddaughter. It's signed Cassie. Stands to reason as well. Before Agent Jackal goes into the bedroom, I want to do a quick look around the kitchen area, trash can, pull, pull up in some drawers, looking for that sort of drawer of miscellaneous things, maybe look in the fridge. Yep. Nothing. Super of note. I got a 90 out of 40 failure. Yeah. Anyone check I'll, out the bathroom uh, or no? Yeah, I'll head up the hallway then to the bathroom. All right. I'm going to, I guess, find a corner and start going through some of this uh, paperwork. Uh, so let's take it one step at a time. So we'll do the uh, bathroom first. All right. So you open the door cool. to the bathroom, and the inside of that is just. It's grim. Um, nothing inherently kind of horrible in there, but you can see where you can pretty safely assume Mr. Bauman died. Uh, there's a towel rack that's been ripped off the walls on the ground. There's some blood that's been dried on the tile that probably was recracked his head or something like that. Um, yeah, it's not disturbing, but not not great at all. Um, it also smells ever so faintly of dead body. I rolled a 100 out of 40 a fumble. Is that creating some kind of event? Or just it might. All right, so I'm going to step in and maybe hold my hand up to my nose and yeah, peer around. Maybe open the, open the mirror above the sink, see what's in the cabinet there. Okay, yeah, give me a sand roll, actually. It's going to be our first one of tonight, and also you guys playing Delta Green, so give me a sanity roll. Oh, is that a sanity points? Uh, if you just yeah. click on it, yeah, it should. We're playing this on Delta Green, so click on that if you're paper. 39 out of 80. All right, best. so yeah, you, you kind of, this room is inherently disturbing, but, like, it's not damaging to you, I guess. Like, it's, I, you've seen dead bodies before, but, like, something about just kind of, like, the brutality of this scene and kind of, like, the desperation of the apartment just makes it sad to you, but you kind of wave it off and keep your lunch down and don't kind of let it get to you that much. It's tragic, but a lot of people die a lot worse in kind of your mind. Well, suddenly I don't feel like finishing that coffee. Whoever came and got Mr. Bauman certainly didn't bother to clean up anything else. If you guys are happy looking at paperwork in the other room, I'd recommend you don't come in 
Uh, that brings up a good question. Who did find him? Did they say? Don't they oh, and I forgot to mention this because um, uh, any of the roles you guys have failed, you should put a check mark next to it on your sheet, and that will come into play at the end of the session. Yeah, so check it if you failed on something yet. And a fumble is a failure. Fumble is a failure, and a normal failure is a failure. That's yeah, how you grow. You you learn through failure in this game. So at the end of this, we will roll some stats up, and then you will improve. Obviously, some stuff can't be improved that way. Like you can't boost your uh, sanity points. And a failure is just a single check, regardless. Yeah, it's a it's a single check, regardless, and you can't double check anything. So I failed bureaucracy twice, so I don't get to uncheck it, and then <laughs> no, just the only one check. Yeah, you only get to right. not that much time has passed. You only get to prove so much from your failures. <laughs> all right do you t- do you need more people in the uh the office or is that too many cooks in the kitchen there's a lot of paperwork here what i assume i'm not finding anything of note in any of these boxes well, so that's the question um what are people's bureaucracy scores 60 for me and for agent jackal 40 for agent yoden um, all right so i'm gonna say any more the bureaucracy less than 30 you get to check that automatically and any more than accounting less than 30, you get to check that as well as part of this. Hmm. Very low accounting. I do too. This is not in the rules typing. This is a thing that's been growing in the community that I like, so I'm going to pass it along. It's the idea that I, you, you guys have some people that will auto-pass some of these tests kind of thing just based on their level, but that shouldn't detract from the fact that you guys don't get to roll on it kind of thing. Like it's Points are points, and you do want those upgrade points as incrementally small as they may be, but they do add up. In certain circumstances, it's how you get skills you don't necessarily have at the start of the game. So, kind of like Agent Jackal asking Agent Jetlag, like, "What am I looking for here?" Bingo! Yeah, that, that's how I kind of justify it in my head. Mm. I think it's one of the cooler fan rules for the game, and I think it's it's also an interpretation of kind of how the rules work. Like, it's not a totally made up thing. All right, cool. So, anyone that has an accounting higher than thirty, give me a check. Oh, you want us to roll it? Yep, roll the accounting one. Oh, higher than 30. Yep. Sorry. You have to have higher than 30 to attempt this, though, too. I mean, it's not exactly the sexiest skill. It's not, but I'm surprised. (laughs) None of the federal agents have any skills in accounting. Fascinating. Agent Jumper, don't you have to invoice people and stuff? (laughs) Mm, Yeah, but I'm horrible at record keeping, and usually I lose my receipts. She's a media specialist, goddammit, not an accountant. All right, so this is going to take a while to go through. This is going to take easily kind of maybe a full day even to get through all of this stuff, given your lack of familiarity with this topic. So, um, yeah, everyone who does, yeah, you, you already should have in theory checked accounting. So, yep. Um, and so as you're going through this stuff, you most of it's junk. You find some kind of confusing stuff mixed amongst the things, though, like maybe stuff that maybe justifies your experience or being there, I guess, is maybe the way of thinking of it. Um, there's a bunch of paperwork for a, a white supremacy group, but not like pamphlets, like research into them or something all printed out and kind of stapled together in various folders, like almost like a dossier of some kind, like someone's looking into. Them. And there's a bunch of references to the word Thule. No context for it whatsoever, just kind of like the word Thule on a piece of paper with some of the stuff stapled to it and it's circled a couple times and a question mark or all that stuff. Like, um, But more importantly, you find records of the sale of a cabin. And 
unsurprised that the cabin was paid for in cash. It is quite remote, but you do have an address now for it. Using kind of your Google phones or whatever, you find it's about four hours away drive out in the woods. Quick question. Uh, Thule, uh, T-H-U-L-E? Yes. And when you say there's a lot of references to it. Uh, Just like you'll you'll find a picture of what appears maybe like a rally of some kind, like like a skinhead punk bar or something. There's there's a a flyer for that. And then the word Thule written on that question mark, like a couple of paper, like a a piece of paper with some like weird sketches on it, or like a weird like set of runes almost. And Thule circled like some, it doesn't make sense to you looking at it. Like it's very nonsensical kind of weird Whoever wrote these, it would make sense to necessarily, but like to you, it's just chicken scratch. And those you pick up on is the fact the word Thule shows up a bunch. Does um these dossier papers, does he have like individuals or is it more like the group in general? It's more like, it's not even one group. It's like a collection of groups. Like it, it's, it's no one big. It's no big power hitter. Like it's kind of like skinhead biker gang, like the, the, the bloody wolves, like, three percenters or some bullshit like that and he has a collection of like some stuff about them some newspaper clippings like hold weird like ritual and like hold re like yearly pine barren style kind of rally in the woods kind of thing like it's just kind of like weird collection of like observations and activities that like in context don't seem that weird like it's like they're not great groups any of them but you're search them on your phone or something. It's like, okay, yeah, they're not great, but they're not like even the worst of these groups out there kind of thing. But like, there's no obvious connection between any of them. Like, it's just kind of there. So the only thing that's obviously connecting them is that there's some reference to Thule and all these different groups. No, like it's, it's more like the word uh, Thule has been written onto these things by a pen or something like that. Or it, the only thing linking okay, them to so are all like here in this one location. Making, he's making the jump that they're connected, yeah. but there's no real evidence of this none that you can tell exactly and is thule something we'd recognize as a word at all or is it completely meaningless like is it Do, uh any of you have a history skill yes i have 10 percent there i have 20 percent anthropology um maybe uh give me a roll for I it 10, i have 10 percent on history i also have 10 percent on history <laughs> 84 for 20 out of 20 not so good Ooh. 17 out of 40. You know, you got to know where the skeletons are buried. Good thing. I've got a bike track. I don't know about everybody else. Yeah, I was going to say that's. You, you know, it's got some links to German. Like, it's not an inherently German word, but they're like, you've heard it maybe thrown around in some kind of weird circles involving German stuff. Um, so, not maybe so much German, but maybe like the old, uh, like, tribes that made up Germany. Not that old, but I, I'm thinking like more like World War II style history of death. Oh, thing. okay. Oh, when the like big occult stuff was going on in Germany. Yeah, like, so who has an occult skill? Uh, mm. I have that as well. Uh, what I got 10% in occult. <laughs> Anyone got an occult skill above 30? Oh. No. Uh, like the Yes, I do. I have it at 50. Yeah, so roll for it. Oh, should we be checking? Should, should I check history? Yeah, you can't remember where you know it from. Like the, the Your brain makes the connection of dual society? That's about as far as your brain goes. 
Uh, out of out of game question: How did we get occult skill? I thought that was one that we weren't supposed to add. That's unnatural. Occult is different. Oh, there's okay. a separation. You should have a base level occult, which is kind of you know some bullshit kind of folklorey stuff. Unnatural, like so. The difference between the two is occult is occulty kind of stuff. Like it, it's the mix of crystals and. People that read tarot cards, et cetera, et cetera. Unnatural is what that stuff actually is. Like, it's one thing to claim to be a witch. That's just a cult bullshit. Unnatural would be actually being a witch is maybe the way of thinking of the distinction. Mm, okay. Like, one kind of has a collection of black cats, the cauldron, and rips off Taurus and Salem. The other one, like, is using actual witchcraft to rain terror down upon their neighbors for not trimming their hedges correctly. Like, actual spells is happening. That's that's natural. And just to clarify with the uh, the checking, uh, so I did not roll history or occult. I only have 10% in both check of those. Now. Yeah, well, I'll get, so I'll get I will check them. With those okay. in the future. Like, I, I'm being pretty generous right now just so we can boost you guys up a little bit. And also, because, well, like, yeah, I, the, the one thing to keep in mind in Delta is even if your agent was like fully max powered and everything, you're still not overpowered. <laughs> so we should all give ourselves a check mark. Yeah. If we're under 30. If we're yeah. over 30, we should roll it. Yep. All right. Well, yeah. Uh, Aubrey, uh, well, Agent Jumper will state uh, well, the only fool I've ever heard of is like Fool Society back in like, World War II when, you know, Hitler was doing his whole uh, occult stuff and trying to get power through magical memes uh, and air quotes there under magical, by the way. Uh, um, well, that's Thule. It's a Swedish company. They make bike racks, luggage, that kind of stuff. That's I don't know bike racks, but those are cool bike racks. White, white supremacist group. And uh, World War II occultism, like you said, doesn't seem as we all know. People that ride fixies are secretly hiding white supremacist roots. (laughs) Yeah, it's not that there aren't white supremacists in Sweden. They do have somewhat of a, I wouldn't call it a problem, but they have a. They certainly have neo Nazis. Um. I have Norwegian, and as we discussed, Norwegian and Swedish are the same language. I know yeah. you said it's German, but it's Germanic yeah. language group. Can it's, I roll that or roll it at disadvantage? To... Yeah, you're not going to gain anything from that, but yeah, it's... Okay, I just yeah. want them. This is more of an occult history thing, yeah. It's not a language-based check. Yeah, because inherently, like, Thule is not inherently a thing. It's just a word at that point. Like, it's Latin in origin, I guess, technically. He was clearly looking into any, something, um... This could be just the ravings of an old investigator who just ha- can't can't stop investigating. His mind may have been going, or this might be the kind of stuff that they want us to collect up and make sure no one else gets. I kind of want to err on the side of caution and say let's gather up all this stuff. I agree. And the the cabin sale would be into Mister. Um, and I'm sorry, it was. Uh, I should have written that down. Bowman. Bowman. Bauman. Um, yeah. I got it right here. Yeah. Clyde Bauman. So he was purchasing, not selling, right? It appears he purchased it. Yeah. But he paid cash. Like there's no name on it necessarily. It's, it's from like, it might even, le- might even legally be a cabin kind of thing. Like it's, it's that kind of shady in the accounting for it. Like it's, it's basically just a note saying, I paid someone X amount of money. I now own this plot of land. 
is the kind of equivalent of it. Four hours away. It's pretty far up north here. Are we interested um, in going there? Well, as long as we're here, um, you want to call that Miss Pine and see if perhaps she wants us to go there? I agree. Our, our mission was to do, check out this apartment. We've done that. We found what we needed to. No, no, your job was to clean up Mr. was to clean up Clyde Bauman. Clyde Bauman. Well, I don't think we've done that if there's this mystery cabin there. Maybe we should go. How literal do you think uh, the cleanup was? Because he said there was something in the bathroom that was unsavory. Maybe a question for Miss Pine. I certainly don't want to clean it up any messes. All right. Well, when she gave us these phones, who wants to give her a ring? I assume she's in here. I don't even know. Did she give us a number? It's pre-programmed in. All right. So, uh, four hours away, oh, it is... I can give her a call. What time now? So, you guys spent almost 12 hours. With, so, it's the next morning. Like, it's... Let's say it's, like, close to 5 or 6 a.m. So, we're tired. Probably, yeah. All right. We um, um, visit the cabin after some sleep. Yeah, what... Somebody give her, give Miss Pine a call. Uh, hopefully, it's not too early for her. Uh, I don't think any of these folks sleep, um, and uh, hopefully, she'll allow us to sleep because I'm not driving four hours in a place I don't know on no sleep. All right, uh, Agent Jumper, will grab their phone and uh, make the call. Does Miss Pine answer? Oh yeah, no, she picks up. Yes. We are done searching uh, the apartment. Um, all documentation that seemed prudent has been collected. Um, but in our investigation, we found a secondary location. Uh, unfortunately, it's four hours away, and uh, we'd like to go investigate it after catching some sleep. Go check it out. You're done with the apartment? Yes, done with the apartment. I'm yeah. sure how literal you meant by cleanup. Oh, I mean, do you want us to, like, strike all evidence of he was here or just leave it as it is? No, we only care about things that shouldn't be there. Have you found anything that, I guess, uh, is beyond the kind of work of an IRS agent? I mean, he was doing some off-the-books investigation on his own. Uh, We collected all that just because we thought it was odd, and and we thought, you know, it might be something you guys want to look at. That would that would certainly qualify, yes. Um sounds like you better check out this cabin. Permission to get some sleep before going and doing that? As you will. Again, uh you're, you're, uh, how well how known is this cabin, I guess? We didn't find anything about it in our records. Uh the the, the man was a former uh, was agent. Definitely so under, under the radar, paid cash. Um there was just some hand signatures on some documentation i mean like literally a, a note saying you now own this um it is very shady and not very known interesting we have the keys in the location yes uh but please go check out this location um the plan's not changed you still have 48 hours kind of checks your watch minus uh eh, we'll say it's about going on 24 now uh it sounds like you'll be clear of the apartment though so i suppose you have time to take them rest if you wish us to do so, or do we just need to secure our own lodgings? I believe it's within the abilities of any of you to find a motel agent. Just making sure. Will that be all? I mean, unless you want to come tuck me in, no, that's it. Just hangs up on you at that point. 
Uh, yeah, we got permission to go uh, check out the cabin and get some sleep somewhere where we can find a place. All right. All-nighter. You guys want to sleep in the car while I while I drive? I can do that. Uh, that sounds dangerous. It's not that I'm not sure that you're capable of that. It's that it doesn't seem the most advisable. We're we're on the clock here. How uh, how long do we want to try to sleep? A couple hours. Yeah. Let's um for at least six and then hit the road. Well, I I personally don't need six hours of sleep. Um. A three-hour nap would probably do me. I, I don't want to sleep here, um, you know, in this apartment uh, with the no furniture or in his, you know, uh, bed. Uh, so we ought to go find ourselves some sort of hotel. Um, I guess yep, check in and check out that. immediately. Yep. Let's go. Or we, we could book it for two nights and or rather one night and just come back when we get the chance. I think we should just do one night right now. And then we find something closer to the cabin. If we want some more shot out later, that sounds like a good plan. Fair enough. I'm just wondering about the suspicious nature of four people checking in and then checking out in the same morning on the same day. They're not hotels in Milwaukee that charge by the hour. We could go there, but you might be a little, well, it'll be a shady establishment. Let's find ourselves a truck stop with a hotel. Do you think that? Well, or was that overthinking it? I'd say just grab a hotel, one that's busy enough that it, us coming and going is not going to be no, you know, like a, a major chain. Maybe catch them at a shift change. Okay. Um, all right. Well, um, so y'all are heading out now? Yep. Collect our souvenirs and all right, so make it look may- the way it did when we got there. All right, so as you're making your way towards the door, you hear a loud knocking on the door, and hello, is someone in there? All right, who wants to help? who wants to handle the old lady? Y'all told me not to talk. All right, yeah, I got here. Uh, yes, ma'am, we have a group in here performing an audit. Who's knocking? This is Mrs. Janowitz, his downstairs neighbor. You were making such a loud racket last night that I did. Someone almost trip in his bathroom. Are you supposed to be? He keeps knocking on the door. Do the cops know you're in there? Yes, ma'am. Uh, we're authorized to be here. We apologize for the. We apologize for the. No- I'm gonna unlock the door. And okay, you're opening the door. I'm gonna open it up and present present myself halfway. Okay, we'll be done. We'll be done here shortly, ma'am. We apologize for the. Uh, so she, she kind of looks at you. Um, are, 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 you said you're performing an art. Are you with the IRS? No, we're contractors with the property management. Ma'am, this is kind of a regular uh, routine inspection after somebody passes away. I didn't know they performed audits. Uh, what are you doing in here exactly? Just assessing property damages and uh, uh, making stock of the value of the contents of the apartment just for record keeping. You had to do that at midnight? We're uh, required to do it before uh, families vacate the, the premises. And uh, it's kind of the nature of this arrangement. Uh, unfortunately, we had to do this overnight. I, I've never heard of that. Um, I don't even know if he has family coming. I, it was a real shame what happened to him. Uh, you, you were so loud. It sounded like someone's almost like fell over in the bathroom or something. That's where he died. You know? Did you know that? Um, we presume that uh, he died in the bathroom. Yes, but we didn't have anybody fall over, ma'am. I, 
if you're presuming he died in the bathroom, you're not doing a very good job. It should smell like hell in there. The man was rotting away in there for three whole days. We thought something had crawled into the ventilation system and got cooked by the furnace. Are you sure you're with the building? Question for you, ma'am. Was it you who encountered Mr... No, no, I, I, I didn't report it. Someone, someone else did. Rumor on the building was as he died in his bathroom of a heart attack. Truly a shame. Man smelled terrible by the time they collected him. And uh, once more, we uh, we apologize for the for the noise overnight. Overnight, man. I'm on need. Uh, so, what's your persuade skill? My persuade skill is. Yeah, give me a roll. I got a 39 out of a 20. That's a failure. Uh, so she's kind of looking at you. Do, do you have any identification I could look at real quickly? Uh, I've never seen you around the building, and I, I thought I knew all the maintenance people. Um, you, you said there were other people in there. I tried, tried, like, small 66-year-old woman. Like, I was trying to put her weight on the door to open it up, so obviously you can't do that because you're a big, strong, ancient person, like, trying to, like, at least see what's going on in the apartment. Um, I'm going to hold the door in place. All right, give me a strength yeah. check. This would just be a strength times 60. Wow. Strength times sixty. What do you mean? Uh, so the, the so what you would do normally when you're rolling this without the kind of roll twenty system we're using, it's strength times five. So in this case, your strength is sixty five. So uh, you fail. So you kind of put a little bit too much oomph behind the. She goes sprawling across the hallway and kind of falls to the ground. Y- young man, you're acting very strangely for just working for the building. Um, kind of like. Is very flustered by this. I start kind of picking herself up. You gonna do anything in response to this? Like, you just sent a nosy woman across the hallway, kind of by slamming a door in her face. Like, um, I'm basically gonna start to stutter a little bit and um, say, you know, we're not authorized to to show ID, and we're here under orders, ma'am. And uh, we're gonna, under we're orders gonna from who? You said you work for the building. Maintenance men have cards and. I'm calling your supervisor. I'll be right back. And she kind of like storms off down the hallway towards the staircase and elevator. Yeah, that sounds like it went very well. Let's get the hell out of here. Yeah, let's leave immediately. All right, someone give me a... Dr- so you, you head outside? Yeah. yeah. All right, you all bundle into the car? Who's driving? We lock the door as we leave, by the way. Okay. Jackal again. All right, so someone give me an alertness check. The fact that I failed this once already doesn't matter, right? Nope. All right, so... Oh, you want us to... Only so roll, I only, failed... Only roll one alertness check, yeah, per person. Okay, All right, I failed so, uh, 56 did, out of 50. Did anyone pass that? doesn't look like it. I passed uh, 67 out of 50. Okay, yeah, sorry then. Yeah, so we've got to slow down with these so I can kind of at least keep track of these as they're rolling in. All right, so you hear in the faint distance the sound of police sirens, and they are getting closer. Time to go. Time to uh, go, go. Y'all, I hear some sirens coming. I think we got to get on the move here real quick. Jackal, pedal to the metal, please. All right. Gunning out of here. <laughs> All right, give me a drive check. <laughs> 80 out of 20, a failure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you successfully make it away, but you are not slick doing it. Like, this is some suspicious driving. Like, you, you have to pull like, a really awkward K-turn to get out of the spot kind of thing. Like, you're not quite sure how you parked this badly, but, man, like, so you're, like, you're leaving as kind of the cops go flying by towards the apartment building. Um, 
you see two officers jump out of the car and kind of run into the building. Um, they're in your rear mirror at this point, though. Uh, yeah, not not a great getaway, though. Um, they didn't notice you necessarily, but yeah, that, that was that was close. And maybe clip a mailbox on my way out. Oh yeah, you probably knock over some <laughs> trash cans, like scrape against a light pole or something. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, it's it's not a critical failure. That would have been something else. That's not a fumble, but like you. Not a great exit. Seems I've lost my all-nighter chops in the motel here. Yeah, I'll say. Um, can you drive in a uh, less conspicuous way? Not it, boss. 